Blog Talk Radio. Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. Wow. Well, think about this. What if lightning struck your body? Yeah, we're going to talk to someone in just a moment, and you'll hear the miraculous story of how she was struck by lightning, and she lived to tell about it. We're going to talk with Sue Pagini, who is a corporate executive and who indeed, I can hardly believe I'm saying these words, was struck by lightning. And since that near-death experience 40 years ago, Sue has delved into questions like, why am I here? And her revelation is that there is life beyond the physical that is begging us to design a path of passion and to create an extraordinary future. And here at Modern Love Training, Modern Love Radio, we know that every one of us is longing for an extraordinary future with extraordinary love. And in order to get that, it's important that we all accelerate our transformation, accelerate the healing of those subconscious and sometimes conscious, but usually subconscious wounds. And we intend to make sure you have all the tools you need, all the information. That's why we have incredible guests on our radio show. And every single month, on the second Saturday of each month as a rule, we have a live intensive training. The next one is coming up in January, and that is the second Saturday of January. That's going to be, I believe, that is the 13th, yes. And, of course, it's the new year, and that intensive training is called Time to Live Your Dreams in 2018. Yes, yes, yes. And we're going to talk about the power of saying yes to all that you want in your life and how to live that big yes. Most of us are secretly, subconsciously living a no, and we don't even know that we're in no. You understand what I'm saying. So you can hit me back at www.drbrendawade.com or get on Eventbrite and register for that powerful training. Now let's take our Dr. Brenda question, and I love it when you send your questions in, so please send in your Ask Dr. Brenda question. This one says, I'm 27 years old. My mother is my best friend. We have a serious, serious problem. I can't stop yelling at her for invading my privacy. I just learned that she's read all my journals since I was 13. She also figured out all my passwords to my email, online blogs, and social network accounts. I no longer feel I can leave my mother alone in my apartment because she goes through my text messages, 
spills everything. She's a snoop. I've had calm conversations with her. She promises she'll stop, but she never does. She's no reason to snoop. I talk to her ten times a day. How can I keep her from ruining our relationship? Stuck in Stockton. Stockton, your mother has no boundaries. She has a really serious problem. She is a compulsive liar and snooper. And guess what? She needs help, and so do you. So for you to set boundaries that stick with your mother, the first thing I say is you take away the key to your apartment. She has no right going through your things. And it sounds as if you have secretly been enabling mom to be a snoop and then you get angry. You know she has this problem. Please set up boundaries that stick and ask yourself at age 27, how can you begin to shift your relationship with your mother from one of enmeshment with no boundaries to one of two respectful adults that love each other, and when I say respect, I mean respect your privacy, Stockton. All right, moving on, let me tell you a little more about our guest. Most people, she says, are afraid of living a great life. They're afraid of greatness. Most of us play it safe, play it small, settling for less than what we could be. How can you move past the status quo, move beyond limited expectations, or... Worse still, the expectations of others. Transformation coach and intuitive healer Sue Pagini is the author of Expect the Extraordinary, Angelic Messages, Spiritual Encounters, and the Soul of Sky. That's S-K-Y-E. And within its pages, she presents a powerful analysis of her own life, one that has had its course steered by divine angels along the way. So welcome to the show, Sue Pagini. Thank you, Dr. Wade. It's wonderful to be here. Oh my God, now tell us about this incident of you being struck by lightning. Well, it was um, a lot of years ago, but there have been several incidents after that have now come to fruition, so it's fun to talk about uh, any of them or all of them, but I was uh, climbing in some Indian caves in Arizona during the rainy season, and it hadn't started raining yet, and it was my husband and I, and we had taken a motorcycle up to the bottom of these big hills where the caves were. And then as we were inside looking and investigating, um, a huge clap of thunder happened on the outside of the cave. And my husband said, I've got to run get the motorcycle right away started or we're going to have it uh, totally deluged by all the rain come out as fast as you can so i came out of the front of the cave it it was very steep the water from the rain was rushing down there was a fence on the right hand side i grabbed a hold of the fence at the top of the pole and the next thing i know uh, the lightning conducted through me through the fence and i was on the ground wow and and in those days we wore a lot of polyester because it was easy to wash and so on and so forth. So I happened to have on some polyester clothes, and they melted. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I'm in the rain with clothes melting on me, so I look very strange from a distance. But my husband could see that I had been struck, so he ran up to get me. But in the meantime, um, I 
had this voice come to me, and I had these visions in my head of my two children, and the voice said, you cannot leave yet. You have to go back to the children. And I could see my two children, faces side by side. And then the voice said, you must move your legs back and forth, back and forth, so that the fire will not get up to your heart. So with that, that brought me back to consciousness. At that point, when I started moving my legs, I was able to, to, you know, just come through to that. Legs, what legs? Where am I? What am I doing? And uh, with that, that's when my husband saw what was going on, and he ran up and got me and put me over his shoulder. So I had what is known as a near-death experience, and when I had it at that time, I was very young, I was 28, and I had these two small children, I was a meek little housewife, um, and I, I realized that I had something strange, and when I mentioned it to my husband, he said, don't ever tell anyone about voices. <laughs> don't ever do that. You don't tell anybody about that. Right. Quite understandable, right. but so when you when you were out, I mean medically, what was what was happening to you? I honestly don't know. There was no. I had been standing up, and when I grabbed a hold of the fence, I was standing. And the next thing I knew, when I came to, was that I was face down in the mud. Um, so I must have been lifted up and, and thrown on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, Medically, I do not know what happened to me. I'm going to assume that my heart stopped because after that, subsequent years, a couple of years, I ended up uh, with a heart murmur that I'd never had before. Uh. So I'm going to assume that it it did something to my organs. Now, I did work with a a neuroscientist out of Boston uh, who's also an MD, and her name is Dr. Mona Lisa Schultz. And what a I great with, name. Isn't that great? <laughs> yes. She's great. And uh, so I worked with her for a while. She works with Christian Northrup, Dr. Christian Northrup. Up in right, Maine. right. And uh, she said to me when she did, she does a scan, a physical scan over the phone of your body. She's also not only an MD and PhD, but a medical intuitive. So um, I was into that work, and I was learning about it and going to school, et cetera. So I wanted a reading from her as just as a sample. So she read me, and your heart and so on looks great, everything looks great, but Sue, I have to ask you, is there anyone in your family that has any neurological problems? I said, no, we don't, we don't have any problems like that. And she said, well, it looks as though you stuck your finger in a light socket. And I said, oh, 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 God. That's <laughs> I said, a great Bingo, description of what happened to you. So right. you came through this experience, but there was a period of time there when it's clear to you you were out. Yes. You were out cold, and then you came to. Correct. Yes. Wow. And you and came back with this voice saying, you've got to come back. You've got your children. They need you. And somehow this took hold in your consciousness. Tell us how that unfolded. You said you went from being a meek little housewife whose husband said, don't ever tell anybody about voices you heard, even when you were struck by lightning. Right. And how did you evolve from that point? Well, the marriage had not been ideal to begin with at that point. Um, and so I think in my subconscious I was looking for ways that I might be able to get a job and support myself and, and, and try to get out of this marriage. And I had two children to take care of. It, it took me five more years to find a job uh, because we were in the military, and so you move every three to four years. Mm, and so right. it, it's hard It's hard to set down roots. Um, 
but something kept pushing me. And I knew that the marriage was not working. I did not want to leave my children in a marriage that was not working. Um, he had PTSD from Vietnam. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so these were and in those children. days, of course, we had very little in the ways of how to treat veterans who are suffering from that kind of trauma. Yes, it's and it so was so severe, and that's and a war that all the veterans that I've talked with, with PTS from Vietnam, said it's a war that they had a hard time feeling they should have been in. Yes, yes, and it, to to sacrifice so much for living your life for your country and your compatriots, and then realizing that people were going to spit on you when they when you got off the plane. Right, exactly. In L.A. Exactly. or San Francisco, so. It's, it was, it's a very difficult he, – he, he had a very difficult time, as many, many veterans of Vietnam have had. Right, exactly. and I'm very familiar. Yeah. So I just felt I had to get out to save these, these children. I, I had to get another life for them. And so I did that. And with that, I kept propelling myself from one industry to another to another to another until I met folks. Um, I helped uh, start and – and launched USA Cable in New York, and that job was really a forefront job, meaning um, it led me to lots of other clients that would then say to me, hey, how would you like to come work for me? And that's what happened. So I got involved with the marketing company. And so how much of this, this work that you did later that has led you to what you're doing now, how much of that do you think had to do with this extraordinary event of well, being struck by lightning, because for anybody, I would think well, that would be life-changing. Yes, yes, it is, and, and I don't mean to interrupt you, uh, but the, the real message in this book, Expect the Extraordinary, is about us understanding that there is more than the physical every day, that there is a non-physical presence, I call it angelic presence, that is there for us, Whenever we get into trouble, we simply need to, first of all, most importantly, believe that it's possible. And now, what if people don't believe it? What if people say, okay, Sue and Dr. Brenda are smoking crack over there or something else, and they're off their rockers talking about angelic presence or energy or things I can't see, I can't touch, what would you say to someone who is just really, really unconvinced that there's something beyond the physical? Well, if we think of of things that are not physical, love is not, we can't put our hands around the concept of love. We can have love from our heart and from our being, but it's not like I can go over and, and sit in that chair over there and, and take a piece of love out of the, out of the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. So that is a, a non-physical expression. It goes beyond our bodies or our furniture or whatever we call physical. So if, if we believe that there is something like love giving us guidance, which is exactly what it is, it's love in another dimension beyond the physical that is there for us. And the only thing that I can say, and I've had lots of people, believe me, over the years, I've done a lot of book signings and and, uh, a lot of seminars. I'm sure you've heard a lot of naysayers. Yes. And they they simply are saying, that's not possible. Mm -hmm. Who are you to say? And then we we also have a religious um, component to that. 
Um, so the only thing that I can tell your listeners and is to understand that I have had more than one incident uh, come to me that where my life has been saved. That's what the book is about. It's about my extraordinary experiences and others' extraordinary experiences. One, if you have some male listeners, one of the highlighted individuals in the book is a former pararescueman, which is the same as a Navy SEAL but for the Air Force. So he had a fall from a parachute jump when his parachute didn't open midway. He was free-falling. And with that, he hit the the ground 3,500 feet below. Wow. Yeah. It cracked open his skull. So he came through that. And it took him two years to recover. But what he was able to do with wonderful medical help was to get back on a plane, go back and be a pararescueman, and then have an, have an additional 500 parachute jumps. Wow. Amazing. And the, re- and the reason I'm mentioning that is because the concept of any of us who have had experiences with what I'm going to call the non-physical, the angelic realm, whatever we want to call it, is that you build up a self-confidence knowing that death is simply a passage, it's a change of clothes, it is quiet, it is peaceful. Um, I've had at least two near-death experiences, so I'm kind of somewhat familiar with it. And it is not about being afraid. So, if so we when you talk about tuning into the angelic presences, what would be one way that people could begin to test this and experience this for themselves? Well, if anyone meditates and gets in a quiet space, that helps tremendously. So um, I use uh, uh, an app, an Apple app, called Calm, C-A-L-M. And with a set of headphones on, I can go into a different space of quiet without any interruptions. That's one way that you can connect. The other is actually through the day-to-day. Your friends will come and give you a suggestion about something. You don't know how they got that or, or what, you know, how would they know that I was actually looking for an answer to that question. You may find it in a magazine. You may find it in a movie, um, something on the Internet. The angels are flooding us with guide, guiding uh, opportunities. And they do it through how we can easily, most easily understand. And if we're not into um, using calm and meditating and being quiet, then a walk in the woods, a walk in the, any place where you have trees. Trees have great energy for us. Uh, anything that we put our feet on, Mother Earth, great energy for human beings. So you're looking, what you're saying is we're looking for something that allows us to first get the mind quiet, get the mind calm, and also to connect to something that boosts our energy, so to speak, like uh, the trees, Mother Earth, uh, the maybe quiet music, but something that allows us to boost our energy. And once we do that, then how do we connect with these invisible powers for good, angels, whatever people may choose to call them? Well, we ask. We ask them to connect with us because as a human being, we have free will. And so the angelic presences will not come to us unless we ask for them to do so. 
So we have to be able to ask them, um, can you show me how, if you're here, can you, and they may, a light may flicker. I've had that happen a lot. A light may flicker. A, a, a book that we wanted to read has now moved from the end of the table to the middle of the table. Um, they will give us signals all the time about opportunities for us to expand our lives and become much greater human beings than we ever thought that we were capable of. So with this angelic help and being able to turn to it and ask for help, what are some of the experiences that you've had? Tell us a couple. Well, one of the most uh, interesting, it seems to be, when I when I get to do these great radio uh, shows is I was in New York and, and I was held up at gunpoint. I was with my fiancé at the time. I, I did in my first marriage. Uh, I did get some chutzpah and, and do that. Um, and I was with my fiancé at the time, and two men, this was on Madison Avenue at 8.30, um, two men came up to us uh, from behind and backed us over against a fence that was on 85th and Madison at the Campbell Funeral Home. And they said, give us all your jewelry and all your money. They had a gun. And um, he saw a necklace that I had just received that night as a gift on my neck, and he reached over to yank it off, and my fiancé at the time said, don't take it. It's, it's a gift. It was just given to her. And he said, he started laughing. The tall guy, there was a tall guy and a short guy, and the tall guy started laughing and said, I'll send it to my mother for safekeeping. And with that, he yanked it off my neck. And a voice came to me again, and it said, fall on your knees, tell them you're pregnant, and that you're going to throw up. And that's exactly what I did. And I, it broke the momentum. And uh, my fiancé, who's standing up looking at me, said, Sue, not now, meaning there's no way you're pregnant and, and you're not going to get sick. But it broke the momentum, and the guy with the gun said, Lady, I'm going to blow your brains out if you're lying. And I said, Then that's what you'll have to do. And with that, he happened to look over his shoulder, and now he's seeing the entire other side of Madison Avenue filled with people who are out walking after dinner with their children, etc. So he said, oh, okay, well, we have everything we came for. We're out of here. And they walked over to Fifth Avenue. We were able to find a phone uh, at a restaurant uh, so called 911. So when you had that incident, were you silently asking for help or the help just came? It just came. So what you're saying is that once you start tuning in on that channel, so to speak, you'll pick up other messages. And, you know, I have read many, many times, Sue, and I haven't read your book yet, but I'm sure I'll have a chance to do it, that the help is always available and always making the effort to connect with us. It's just that we can't pick up the signal. Do you see it that way? Yes, and, and, and that's why we call it subtle energy. It's not in our faces. We can't hear it and, uh, necessarily. We can't see it. Uh, we feel it. Now, feeling is something that, that most now, of us Now, when you get the messages, are you feeling them or are you hearing the voice? The voice I your husband the, told you, first husband told you never to talk about. Not yet. No, I hear it. I hear okay. it more than it. And, and I feel it if I'm with a group of people. For some reason, I pick up the energy of other people, but I hear it in my head. So for people who are listening, and a lot of our audience is really curious about how to use spiritual energy, 
these kinds of principles, uh, subtle energy and help that's available in their love lives. And I know you have a chapter in your book that's all about love. What would you say would be the most helpful thing someone could do in their love life utilizing angelic help? Well, the first thing I'm going to say is it's the concept of belief. And without the belief that we do have help and love and guidance from what I call the angelic realm, um, then it, it can't filter through to us. There has to be a belief and a trust that it's possible. Now, you may not really believe that you have angelic guides standing next to you, uh, but if you have a belief that it is possible, then that opens the doorway for the angels to get closer to us. So all we have to do is believe it's possible. Now, once you believe it's possible, what what should you be asking them to make possible for you in your love life? Well, in the love life, I, um, my second husband passed away, and I didn't date or do anything. And, but after a year, for, for, you know, that period of time for a year, I, I just wasn't in the mood. But all of a sudden, after a year, my friends kept pushing me and pushing me. I was 60 at the time, 62. Um, you, you really have to date, Sue. I mean, what are you going to do? be a grandmother you know is that the only thing you're going to do in life you need to date and have some fun I'm not, and I love being a grandmother so um, so a friend of mine came to me and she said get on the dating sites so I got on the dating sites mm, that did not work out so another friend came to me and she said oh no you shouldn't be getting on the dating sites that's not for you you're not a young 25 or 45 year old you need to go to equestriansingles.com. I'd never heard of it before. And I'm a horse person, a beginning horse person at 60, so I thought that sounds great. I could find somebody to get to know in Florida or wherever, and uh, we can ride horses. So that's what I did. I got on equestriansingles.com. Yeah, the key here, everyone who's listening, is that you've got to find the right site for you, for your demographic, for your interests, because the truth is over 55% of people that meet and form deep, lasting connections do it via a dating site or an app, and more likely on a site because people have to spend a little more time and energy and have more intention behind it than if you're on an app. app is usually swipe left, swipe right, and it's a booty call. It's Netflix and chill more likely than a lasting relationship, although statistics show people do form lasting relationships even from the apps. So there you go. So just wanted to give that that bit of info. Now, Sue, you also talk about realizing that we create our lives with our thoughts and our actions, and that certainly is true in the world of love and relationships, yes? Well, yes because what I was looking for was a fun date. And when I clicked on, there were only two gentlemen on the sites that were any, lived anywhere close to me at all. So when I clicked on the sites, I looked at one gentleman. I said, that's great. And I sent him an email, which is what you're supposed to do on this equestrian site. And then the second guy, I couldn't even look at him. I had to click off. I, just, I had to click off immediately. I was so struck 
by the connection that I immediately had when I saw him that it scared me. Interesting. So yes. so I'm going to take it that the person you're so struck by is somebody you later formed a connection with. Well, we've been married almost 10 years. There you go. I'd call that a connection. Right. So, so part of it is creating with our thoughts and our actions. And you also say every day give gratitude that you're alive. The more grateful you are for what you have, the more of that same thing or energy comes back to you. So what I hear you saying in all of your advice and reading notes on your books is that you want us to align our energy because everybody we all know here at Modern Love Radio that thoughts are energy, actions are energy. We all know that being grateful is a powerful energetic force and being the geeky scientist I am, I know that for a fact because the research from the Center for Greater Good at UC Berkeley, uh, their laboratory has shown something as astonishing as the immune system for people who are grateful is stronger. There's less anxiety, less depression, and better relationships. So we certainly want to practice that. Now, so one of the most powerful things I've heard you say is don't sit on the fence. Right. If you live your life in the status quo and keep try to try to control things and keep them the same then the whole body the 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 body has no way to grow and expand the cells want positivity they want excitement they want you to learn new things and do new things and have new challenges so if we decide that at age 70 let's say or 65 that life is over life is just beginning at that stage so the most important thing is that we go forward and be very excited about each day. Yes, gratitude by all means is, is... So be excited, but you also say don't sit on the fence. Take chances for right. change. Take chances <laughs> for change. Be willing to invite change into your life. Because when you do, you never know what's behind that door. Mm, and in my and life, that's why you say open the door that presents itself to you. Yes. Now, what about being able to discern whether the person who might be standing behind that door is right for you or not? I think that falls into intuition. And we all have intuition, and the more we use it, um, the greater it gets and the stronger it is. So I. So think when you say is- use it, do you mean trust the hunches you get, or do you mean literally practicing intuitive exercises of some kind, what does that mean? Well, intuition, um, we all think that it really is a gut, meaning a stomach area. Um, when we get butterflies or we, we feel we know something, we have a gut reaction. Mm-hmm. But intuition actually lives in your heart. Yeah, it's one of the 12 powers of the heart. It's one right. of the principles that I teach in our training. Oh, okay, great. You bet. Well, intuition it, is one of the 12 powers. And I always say intuition means being into it, being into ah, it, looking into it. Wonderful. So I love it that you bring up intuition. And, you know, I wrote a chapter in um, my third book, Power Choices, about intuition. And it's, it's still a challenge for a lot of people to believe 
that it's something we can use, even though I have to add this, the Stanford Business School has had a class called Intuitive Management, where they endeavor to teach business managers and get these women and men to use their intuition, to trust their gut in making calls in business and leadership, which I think is amazing. Positively. I mean, I I was in a high-level corporate job, and no one ever talked about intuition. Right. You know, it was a... It was a frou-frou thing. It was out oh, I believe it. So we only have a minute left, Sue. I want you to have the last minute on this. How would someone know that the person standing behind that door is right for them? What intuitive hit, what sign, what might they look for? Uh, I think the most important thing, again, is to trust your intuition. And you will feel, if there's any red flags, you'll feel those too. And if there's a red flag, then you have to think long and hard about that's something I want to live with. Um, But if you get a hit that takes your breath away and you go, wow, that person is really there for you, whether it ends up being a lasting relationship or a relationship that helps you grow, is not so important as it is the fact that now you have connected with another human being on a very special level. So it's more on a soul level. Than, than just the physical level. And, and you'll feel it. You'll, you always feel it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Sue Pagini. Everyone, you can connect with Sue with your intuition or go to her website, which is www.suepagini, that's P-I-G-H-I-N-I dot com. The book, again, is called Expect the Extraordinary, and I want you to expect it. Expectation is powerful. Expect the Extraordinary subtitle is Angelic Messages, Spiritual Encounters, and The Soul of Sky. And you'll get lots of great information and some very compelling stories about living your life in tune with those invisible powers for good. So thank you again, Sue. Big thank you to our executive producer, LeGrand Green, our associate producer, Cliff Dunning, and all you modern lovers, I want you to take a chance and register yourself right this minute for 2018, time to live your dreams. Yes, 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 and be with me and our special guest, Chief Philip Scott, the Lakota shaman that we love who is so powerful, who will be teaching from the medicine teachings and doing some sacred ritual with us to open energy for us in the new year. So whatever it is you want to create in 2018, it's time. So register yourself on Eventbrite, or you can hit me back at love, L-O-V-E, at docwade.com. That's D-O-C. W-A-D-E dot com. Till then, blessings all you modern lovers. Happy holidays. Bye-bye.